0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Scott, Derek Scott, uh, Brendan S. Scott, Derek Scott with you on Oilers Now. Guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaff and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. till close. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show. Daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli for the horses and horse racing in alberta come experience live standard racing at century mile each friday and saturday for more
1: information head to thehorses.com hello frank how you doing I'm pretty good, Bob. Are we going to go to Ruth Chris uh, in a couple weeks when I'm in town?
0: I think we might go to a couple different locations. I know that uh, we're going to coordinate to go see uh, uh, the advertiser for this segment over the last couple seasons, uh, Jeff Robillard and the gang at HRA. Looking forward to that. Maybe we can convince Kent to go as well. Uh, hey, i gotta, I got to ask you this. When did Gary Bettman come out and, uh, and say the cap is expected to be $87.5 million?
1: Well, he actually didn't need to say anything. It's in the CBA.
0: Okay. So, but, but he
1: did say it at the Board of Governors meeting on October 4th.
0: Okay, so about a week and a half ago. Uh, we know that one of, one of the concerns I have is because the, the fallout from the regional TV deals with Ballet Sports, as you know. Um, will that affect you know how far the cap can can actually increase? I'm just wondering because I'm getting some reports, including uh, you know I'm just watching the Capitals right now. But uh, have you heard anything? You know, a, how serious of it? You know, you're down in the United States with that news wheel down in the states, Frank. Is it, this thing that's currently taking place over in the Middle East? Has this got people concerned in the United States?
1: I think there's a lot of different people concerned for different reasons. And I think it kind of feels like to me, I'm no geopolitical expert and that's not why you have me on the show, but it kind of feels like every day that we wake up here, we're teetering on the brink of, of, uh, world war three. But, um, there's a lot happening here. There's a lot of people feeling uneasy. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, I'm telling you just, uh, in my neighborhood, there were people that were saying, hey, should we send our kids to school today? Like, there's a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have an entire group with the New West Travel uh, group on Monday flying down to Nashville. I know that there's already extra security protocols uh, to fly into the uh, airports in the D.C. region.
1: I went to the Phillies game last night. There was extra security there for the Major League Baseball playoffs. It's. It's everywhere.
0: Yeah, and so just something to uh, consider and think about carrying forward here. All right,
1: maybe Uh, the pandemic, though, just to get back to the cap and not to put too fine a point on it. I think we all kind of consider that it's a guarantee, and you never really know what's around the corner.
0: Yes, and that's the the world, and that that is indeed the lesson. Uh, You saw a young talent. Were you at Connor Bedard's first game? I was. What'd you think?
1: Uh, lived up to the hype is incredibly talented has a really good head on his shoulders seemed to handle everything really well and I spent a lot of time after the game with Taylor Hall chatting about a whole bunch of different stuff and Taylor had some great stories like he was saying 20 minutes before the game before they go out for warmups he said I'm sitting here I'm nervous," he said. I, "I just had my first child 48 hours earlier. Yep, I feel like I'm unprepared for the season a little bit because I'm just my head's in another place, you know, welcoming a kid into the world, and it's my first game with a new team, and you know, it's opening night. I always get a little bit of nerves. Everyone does for opening night. And he goes, I look over. We're stretching on foam rollers and and warming up. And he goes, you'd have no idea that Connor Bedard's about to make his NHL debut. Not like no nerves, just steel. And I was kind of thinking, it's a shame that I never had that feeling in the classroom. Like if you're that prepared, you don't need to be nervous for the test. Yeah. But that's a pretty special feeling, I'd imagine, for a guy that this is this has been his whole life building up to this point.
0: It's funny <laughs> you mention that because, as you're aware of, uh, during the 2000-2001 NHL season uh, Dan Rezanowski unfortunately got in a car accident the radio play-by-play voice in the San Jose Sharks and I used to do Font cord and stats for visiting NHL feeds and this was before uh, I started oh, having I my own sh- yeah my, my own show in 0203 uh, so Frank Albin was the producer of both TV and radio for the Sharks and I'd done Font cord and stats for him for like four years and he's like hey are you, you still doing Golden Bears play-by-play and I go well of course am he goes you got a tape or a dvd and i go Well, i can go get you one during the at that time i was living in downtown edmonton obviously the arena was in northland so i raced and got him a dvd of me calling a game he turned all the lights off in the truck for or you know the production truck for about uh, two minutes looked at me and said you're in you're doing a game so i go and do this game and the moment the game start i i screwed up a couple liners in the pregame, they had a half hour pregame show which you had to carry as the play by play guy. My color guy was Pete Stamkowski. And I think he was a little nervous for me, but once the game started going, you're just calling a game. And I'd called like three to five hundred Golden Bears hockey and foot, probably four hundred at that stage. Golden Bears and hockey and football games. And he was like, looking at me and um you know, he's like, I can't believe it. It's like you've done this your you know, and anyways, long story short, in the middle of the second period, Frank, they had a liner Turn your uh, unregistered firearms in for free tickets night (laughs) in San Jose. <laughs> so I'm sitting there reading this liner, and my I, like, and I I kind of had looked at some of the liners beforehand, but not too many. And we had an actual producer passing me the liners as I'm doing the game. Wow. Okay. Instead, those days are over. Like those, days, like on our show, it's it's me and Cam and Jack. We we work with a guy named Carter, and we write our own scripts out. And so we go to break, and Stemkowski looks at me and goes, "I bet you don't have that liner to read." And Cam <laughs> was <one> <laughs> no, you don't. You know, but it was just, it's just, he's just, he was like, uh, he was like, you were at the lead. Once the game got going, you're, I'm like, yeah, it's just a game. But you're talking the build So
1: what else did and, t- and that's? But that's how like the game started. And aside from first off, you knew Sidney Crosby was never going to lose that draw. He had been. He had heard his whole last few weeks had been filled up with talk about Connor Bedard. Sid had to show the kid how it's done. And I love that because it speaks to the competitor that he is. But after that, I, I ran into a scout in the first intermission, and we were just chit-chatting. I said, what would you think? He goes, three shots a period? He goes, I think this kid's going to be all right. He goes, I said, well, what what is he, what do you think? What does he remind you of? And he goes, Brett Hall, but can actually skate. And I said, wow, that's, that's an image. And yeah. Taylor Hall was saying, obviously having skated with more number one picks than anyone else on planet earth. And I'm not just talking about the guys in Edmonton. He also had Nico. He and Jack Hughes and Rasmus Dahlin. He's, he's seen them all. He said, "I, I just, there's something about this kid, you know, he's not McDavid. He's not anyone else. He's just himself. He has his own way of playing.
0: Closest player when I saw him play the first couple times, and then I, I did see him last year in-house. Saw him in the World Juniors in Edmonton, but I also saw him in-house against the Oil Kings with the Regina Pats. He could add 10 points. Now, the Oil Kings were terrible last year. The year before the Oil Kings won the WHL title, he scored two goals in one game where he basically beat it, th- three guys on one goal and four guys on the other. But he reminded me of Marcel Dion. And Marcel Dion was a hell of a player. Yeah, Marcel He's Dion. have
1: to learn. Taylor Hall was saying two things. One, he can't be so hard on himself. Yeah. There was a situation. He wasn't happy with one of his preseason games, and he came to the rink the next day, and he was all pissed off because they, didn't, they had a, a scheduled off day. And he goes, What do you mean, off day? Like, we got, we got stuff to work on. They're like, No, like, this is the NHL. Like, you can't, you're, you're, you're not allowed to play every day. Yeah, that. And and the other thing Taylor Hall said he has to remind him of is all of these other guys are in the NHL for a reason. They're not no name players. They're still the best at what they do at every level that make it to this point. And so you have to remind yourself as an 18 year old where everything's come easy, that it's not necessarily going to be that way.
0: Hey, it took Taylor. I remember he was struggling a bit early, you know, and I think part of it, frankly, was just the Oilers at that time. Like it was, mm-hmm. and I think Chicago having, making the trade to have Taylor there, but also adding Felino and Corey Perry as older veteran guys, I, I don't think that hurts uh, their situation either. So there, I got to yeah.
1: tell you how much Taylor Hall has grown
0: this doesn't just from su- talking you know you're to preaching him. to the converted here like this does not uh, surprise i know me. and
1: i'm not trying to uh, this i'm not riling anyone up in edmonton i was blown away talking to him how different he sounds how comfortable he sounds um he's he just said look for the longest time in my life hockey was the only thing and everything and he said i've never been this happy uh, he said, "I've you know now that I have a kid, uh, things are different. I can focus on other things when I leave the rink. I feel at peace." And he really, really wants to latch on with the Chicago team. He said, "I I know that the trade, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it and wasn't thrilled when it first happened, but I'm really excited to be here and play with Bedard, and I want to build something. I want to stick around, and I thought that was." And for now, a guy that's been in a couple different places, was pretty impressive.
0: And now he's out week to week, unfortunately. Got belted in. Well, he he's
1: guns. he's actually practiced today.
0: Oh, yeah? Well, there you go. That's good news for him to, to have at it. Hey, let's get to the elephant in the room. What did you think of the Oilers? 8-1 loss in Vancouver. I mean, I'm in the building, and at 5-1, I'm looking at Jack towards the end of the third, second period. I'm like... Wow, Uh,
1: It's actually the exact moment in time that I turned it off and went to bed. You weren't the only one turning that off at 5-1. There were some other people that I know that – They did me a huge favor because I left Pittsburgh at 5 that morning to go back home, and I was dragging and wanted to see that game, and I said, I think I've seen enough.
0: So what do you think? One-off, or is there a little bit of reason for come on. Is this really a question? I I'm I'm gonna ask our listeners again. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. the proverbial crap fest, or are you concerned that there might be greater issues at stake here if the evidence knowers let us know on the Ashley Five Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'm you're,
1: not concerned. You're, I thought Leon Dry said I'll set it perfectly today. Yeah? Sometimes you need that. It was a good wake up call you play for keeps now and Jay Woodcroft had, had mentioned this when I was in Edmonton a couple weeks back and I didn't really pick up on it, but you know, at some point at any season, whether it was two years ago when he first took over and they ended up going to the conference final, the day that he arrived, the Oilers were outside of the playoffs. Yes. Go look up the standings, February 9th, 2022. And They had a speed bump that year. Last year, their goaltending sunk them through the first three or four months of the season, and it was a rocky road. And this year, just because you're a cup favorite doesn't mean that anyone's going to hand you anything. In fact, it's only going to get more difficult because teams are going to try and give you their best shot every night. I think it's been that way for a little bit, but you don't think the Vancouver Canucks, after not getting off to a good start for basically the last decade, they're... They're going to not be ready to play on opening night. Well, Rick Tockett's going to have him ready to play. You know that. Yes, he is. That was a Rick Tockett special that game. Yes. A fight in the first few minutes. Your team has attention to detail. They work hard and compete. And your goalie's puking in his helmet.
0: Yes. I was somewhat, uh, you know, somewhat surprising to see him leave the game when he did. And Jack and me at that point thought, okay, well, we didn't see a tweak. So I wonder if, cause they'd had illness running through the team for a while. Right.
1: Uh, for most of the week.
0: Yes. Uh, there you go. You can text us on the Ashley fine floors, text line 780496.
1: That's, go on. Yeah. Not to cut you off on your, your liner. I just, the, that's why this game on Saturday is so juicy. Now you get this team back in your barn. Now, Stuart Skinner is going to get a fresh clean slate.
0: Annie and he'll have Matias Eckholm.
1: Yep. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at uh, – I, I, some people have said Vegas won that series in the margins last year. Um, they, I wouldn't.
1: You wouldn't. I would say the Edmonton Oilers beat themselves.
0: Okay. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for Kelly McCrimmon and Vegas and the team that they built. They had a deeper five-on-five team than Edmonton. And that played a factor in that series It allowed them to... Now, that being said, McLeod, Fogle, and Derek Ryan were really good for the final five games of the series because Derek missed game one. Uh, but they have a bigger, heavier third line that, or fourth line that can skate. The Orders are trying to create that with their third line. How active do you see the Orders organization in terms of potentially... I mean, they just signed Adam Ernie today, so technically they have 12 forwards here. Uh, how active... Do you see them in terms of trying to maybe upgrade some positional depth at forward down the road?
1: By the way, the win on Adam Ernie is the two year two sorry, the two way deal. I know yes. they were kind of there was a back and forth. This probably could have been done a few days ago, but the Ernie camp was pushing for a one way. and the Oilers got a guy with some flexibility now. Um, how active do I see them being? I think the true answer is probably not very in the short term, but let's see if this start and let's see how the next few games go. Let's see if there's any fire that's lit at some point to maybe find another dimension. I think that's really the one thing to me that stands out looking at the Oilers bottom six. And I've said this before, nothing new. There's a lot of guys that play the same way. Yeah, Variety is the spice of life inject a little bit of a different ingredient and i'm not saying get yourself a zach cassian or whoever it might that's not what i'm saying just have a different approach someone that brings a different skill set an edge something size speed one thing that you can point to a trait a skill set that could set you apart
0: yeah i could foresee a scenario where by the deadline, the Edmonton orders at a right shot center somehow, someway. I know you referenced Nick Dowd the other day in a piece, and we'll get you to hit on that. But also another winger that can really skate that's maybe got a little bit more size to him, and it plays with a little bit more tenacity. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Nick Dowd, what can you tell us there?
1: Just that there's a lot of interest already. Um, multiple teams had been calling, and you know, I kind of... I hesitated to put that in my 32 bold predictions on dailyfaceoff.com to to maybe make a point of that, but no one is talking about Nick Dowd. No one is, you know, they're not pointing to someone that's like, hey, who's going to be this year's version of... You know last year the deadline it was sam lafferty or two years ago brandon hagel or pick a guy with a team that's out of the mix that has a little bit of term and a cheap contract that's really going to be in demand and that's nick dowd he's he's someone that um can touch a lot of different areas of your team if the caps are enticed and excited could retain half but the key there is having the caps be out of the mix i'm Relatively confident with, with the way the East stacks up as wide open as it is that where the caps are at, it's probably still going to be the case, but you don't know.
0: Frank, just to wrap up, you, you were in Pittsburgh. You mentioned they played the Chicago Blackhawks. The focus was on Connor Bedard. Kyle Dubas went in with much hubbubaloo into Pittsburgh and they stunk in the back half of that game against Chicago. Like with all due respect to Vancouver, who pounded the Oilers 8-1, That's not 4-2. And by the way, I'm hearing very good things on Carberry's uh, communication abilities in Washington as well. He's really got
1: An impressive guy. Um,
0: Carberry is, yes. Back to any concern on the Penguins?
1: There is for me because I I think there's a real inability there to defend. And Mike Sullivan was actually talking about that today, saying that they're going to need to challenge Eric Carlson a bit. Um, He said he thinks there's better defending in there, but – here's the thing you're taking someone that is, is obviously a creative offensive wizard. You're changing around your penalty kill or sorry, your power play in a significant way after 19 years of Chris Letang quarterbacking that thing. It's a North American pro sports record to have three guys consecutively play every season. Crosby Malkin Letang, all three of them hall of famers on one power play. Now you've got Carlson in that spot and it's, it's a, it's a great lineup brag. It's unbelievable to have him in there, but I think it's a team that really struggles in their own end and talk about, I just said the Oilers beat themselves when they lost the other night to the Blackhawks, the Penguins beat themselves. Uh, They couldn't get it out of their own end. And, And they, they had a lot of miscues, a ton of miscues at their own blue line and, and trying to get out. And that that's no good. Frank,
0: love having you on the show. Thank you for your time. Have a good one, Bob. Yep, five fifty-three in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott, Derek Scott, with you. When we come back, I'm gonna read a text. Uh, we'll give you the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to see jameshbrown.com. Two hundred and fifty plus years of experience. James H. Brown, Trent Brown, Jim Brown—they get you the best results. It's that simple. Uh, Yesterday, Jay Woodcroft said Dylan Holloway is okay. Today, he said Matias Eckholm should be good to go. That's your injury report. We'll come back with Pro-Am Sports Game, uh, game Day Trivia when we return on Oilers now. You can join New West Travel on explosive road trip. Explosive and exclusive road trip to watch the Oilers play the Montreal Canadiens. It's going to be a kicker. It's a Saturday night special. This package includes airfare, three nights at a deluxe hotel downtown Montreal, game res- tickets in a private suite with food and drinks, and of course, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January. Be a part of this awesome Montreal roadie. Call New West Travel at newesttravel.com That's where you can visit them. Alright, uh, Derek Scott has said, make it kind of easy. The trivia. So we're gonna. It's not that easy. It's Oilers Game Day Trivia brought to you by pro Sports. Of course, we've got the Oilers Game tomorrow night. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at pro Sports.ca. All correct answers this month. Enter to win an 11 by 14 frame photo signed by the three Oilers' Stanley Cup champion goaltenders. Annie Moog, Bill Ranford, Grant Fear. Valued at $300. Visit ProAmSports.ca to check out the ProAm's inventory of amazing sports memorabilia. Here it is. Relatively tough but somewhat easy question. Name the current fourth line right shot center. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. The current right shot center... Who uh, is the son of an NHLer? Plays in the Eastern Conference, and he had a forty-seven goal, one hundred and twenty-two penalty minute uh, season for the Calgary Hitman in the WHL. This guy's big, heavy, tough, hard-nosed fourth-line right-shot center, son of an NHLer. That's our correct answer. Text us at 780-496-0063. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Randy Kilburn, back with George Laroque.